All right, I want to talk to you today. Last week we talked about divine payback. In these next several uh, weeks, these messages, uh, I believe, are, you know, they're the Word of God, but I, I, I believe that they are, are you know, they are prophetic in some sense of the word. They are dynamic in, in what, you know, is, that uh, helps to clear the pathway and, and, and you know, enable, uh, you know, the particulars uh, of our life for God and for his kingdom and for our part. And so today's message is a divine they. A divine they. If you would give me my scripture verse up there. Thus says the Lord. How many think you should listen? Thus says the Lord. As the new wine is found in the cluster. And one says, do not destroy it. For a blessing is in it. So will I do for my servants' sake that I may not destroy them all. In other words, the rescue process. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So is the reading today. The message this morning can be applicable and relate to marriage, to family, to church, community, and even nation. The cluster. The cluster. When you buy a cluster of something, whether it's grapes, I don't know, do they call bananas clusters? I suppose they do. Uh, But you understand that there's more than one. And there's a connection. There's a lifeline. And he says that the new wine is found in it. New wine is found in the cluster. In scripture, new wine is often a symbol of blessing, grace, joy, prosperity, the goodness of God, and the new things that are coming from God. Don't destroy it. Keep it together because there's a blessing in it. It can refer to the new things that God is releasing. It also has to do with that which, you know, becomes unlocked. The promises of God. Promises of God for your life. The promises of God God for a nation. 
Promises of God for your family. Promises of God, you know what I mean? For individual. Think about it. God spoke to Moses and Joshua, and he said, there's a land that is full of heathen giants, ungodly cities. It's walled up to the heaven. But guess what? In the midst of all of that, there was milk and honey. Woo! Hallelujah. Those obstacles, he says, don't let them stand in the way. The things that would prevent, the things that would break the cluster. You see, because when they attempted to do this the first time, they didn't go in because they couldn't keep the cluster together. And so they were turned back. But what you discover and find is that the cluster is key to getting into the land. It's key to the promised land, the things of God. The new things. He says that there's not only a new wine that comes from this cluster... But Jesus said, in order for that cluster of new wine to be preserved, there must also be new dispensers. Dispensers. You and I are dispensers. And we need renewal. We need refreshing. What that might mean, it might mean a new way. A new method, a means, a strategy. The containers, you know, with a new way of receiving, a new way of releasing. It's allowing God to restructure, you know, what we do and even how we do it. Because he wants to release some new wine through you and I. From the cluster. The cluster's about togetherness. You ever notice, and I'm sure you do, that much of the defaults that happens is the destruction of the cluster. Family. Let's go ahead and destroy the cluster. Whether it's a husband and wife, the family, you know, and as a result of that process, sometimes we get to where we're at that we're experiencing in America. But this separation, it's not good because it affects the cluster. 
Ooh. Now, sometimes our hands seem to be tied. But if you can see that, don't destroy the cluster. Protect the cluster. Protect the cluster. New things. You've heard this story, and I don't want to just repeat. But you know, Jesus, after the wilderness, wilderness was launched into the new thing ahead of him. Jesus, after the wilderness, you know, that new thing where he took the ordinary and made it extraordinary. He took the natural and made it supernatural. He took the crisis and he brought forth a solution. He took a potential mess and made it into a message. In the new thing, in the cluster, which has found the new wine, what was once a dream and was beyond your reach, now becomes the new norm. It becomes the new room that you live in. Out of the upper room came a new room. Are you seeing it? The era in the time of the Holy Spirit. Expansion. Movement. New things. Yes. I think he can take this mess and turn it into a message. The cluster. There's new wine in it. There's a, an anointing in it. The purpose of anointing is to maintain the link between the head and the body. And the link between the members of the body. Psalms 133. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And he goes on to talk about the blessing that is there. That connection. The Holy Spirit is like the nerves in our body that directs and coordinates 
the thoughts, you know, that happen in the head to the members of his body. The nerve system, the Holy Spirit. Now let us talk about, for instance, the individual anointing. The event, individual anointing is a real thing. It's powerful. It's dynamic. And it's needed. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went around doing good. 1 John chapter 2, the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. It is true this morning that in the individual anointing, you have power. You also, you know, will discover appointments. Within that, there is the gifts of the Spirit. There are the helps and administrations. Helps and administrations is an anointing church. There's power to witness. There's power to overcome. But our scripture says that when you go ahead and join together the personal anointing, you move into the corporate anointing. And the corporate anointing is greater than the personal anointing. It's called the cluster anointing. Yes. It's when people share a common vision and join together for vision and purpose. They join with strategy and resources and, and projects. It's what happens when the cluster is maintained. Oh, I love it. The cluster anointing, which we can refer to as the corporate anointing, you know, has greater power than the personal anointing. Second Chronicles chapter 5, we read the story of the cluster working in harmony and unity, you know what I mean? And, you know, marching in sync. And it says, the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. It says on the day of Pentecost, that one accord in one place, everybody benefited. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4 is another reference point. That corporate anointing is so powerful that it can affect not only the individual, but also everyone in the vicinity of it. (laughs) 
He said, you need to keep it together. You need to protect it. See, I don't believe that God is somehow trying to do a new thing independent of the church. I believe he's trying to do a new thing, you know, within and by the church. You cannot destroy the cluster because the new wine is in it, the new thing of God, and the blessing. That's where it's at. I have been here, as you know, many years. And I'm going to tell you something that will probably shock you. But I have never seen the display of anointing in my time at Bible Center Church as it has been displayed in this loss and restoration. Never. Think about it. The togetherness, the unity, the harmony. Yes, that banded together, though being crushed. Restoration. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in that period of time that I've been here, I've seen moves of God. And I've seen additions of God. But I've never seen the crushing of God like this. And in order for there to become a new wine out of the cluster, there must be the crushing of the cluster together. You crush the cluster and you get a drink. You crush the grape and you simply get a taste. And that is one of the great joys of observation for this, for us in this, this time. It is releasing the corporate anointing and not just the individual anointing. Would I be too harsh if I said this? I'll say it and I can't take it back. But 
In the kingdom, sometimes people are drunk on their own anointing. They prefer their own anointing over the corporate anointing. They can't humble themselves far enough to become part of the cluster and the crushing that produces the new wine and the blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. So he says, protect the cluster. Let me go with this. Protect your marriage. Do everything you can to protect your marriage. You stick with it. You stay with it. There are some new things for you ahead of you in it. There's a blessing that will flow from it. Protect the cluster. Protect the church. Protect the family. Paul writes in Hebrews chapter 10, and I thank you. You know what I mean? Because this is not because you haven't. But I'm saying as we go forward, there are voices already speaking about that somehow God is changing his plan. He may be changing his ways, but he is not changing his plan. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10.25 Don't forsake the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some. The cluster's not really important to them. Now, please understand, being absent doesn't mean that, you know, that, you know, somehow you're, you don't believe in the cluster, okay? Don't let the devil step in there like that, you know. It really boils down to, you know, obviously we need to get together, you know, it's your heart. But exhort one another. So much more as you see the day approaching. Come on. He says, let's keep the cluster. I want to be strong here. Christian television is great. Online ministries are a great source of learning. But none of these, you know, can produce the results, uh, you know, of the cluster, the anointing of the cluster, the unity of the cluster. None of them can. There's such a release of power that comes in that corporate anointing. In that corporate anointing, those individual anointings, you know, it becomes more tangible, more present, more manifest. 
the power of the cluster was so great in Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel, that God looks upon it and he says, you know what? The power of the cluster is so great that if I don't intervene in this, you know, wrong dimension of the cluster, it'll become unstoppable. Ephesians chapter 4 talks about unity and the cluster. It says they came together, they united in purpose. They were willing to dwell together. They were willing to work together. And they were willing to be crushed together. This is really a bold statement. The only thing holding the church back is the broken clusters. Yep. The broken clusters, the disconnects. Yes. Hallelujah. A bunch together. Oh, we're just a bunch. Oh, that's all right. We may be just a bunch, hallelujah, but together we produce new wine. We bring forth the blessing. We are many, but yet we are one. Let me paint a picture for you. Like the boards in Moses' tabernacle, the stones in Solomon's temple, each one of them was framed together to make one thing. Peter said this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, but you also are living stones being built or knit together for a holy habitation of God by his spirit. Oh yes, we're bundled together. Each, as my musicians come this morning, each of you is a powerful grape, anointed, gifted, positioned and placed with potential. But the abundant fullness of it is found when it is in the cluster. You're anointing. It's what I call the divine they. The divine they. You've seen the phrase, together we can. Jesus himself was the originator of it. A house divided against itself cannot 
stand. The cluster. And I'm so glad and so blessed by the cluster in Bible Center Church. Now it's just the beginning. Because there was always the preparation before there was the fulfilling. The tabernacle was finished before there was the full glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, do I think there was glory along the way? Absolutely. But when that cloud filled it. Jesus himself went ahead and encouraged the cluster. He called the twelve and out of the twelve there was an expansion the multiplication the church got together you don't lose your identity in the cluster not at all you get to produce more wine with the cluster. Do not destroy the cluster. As you stand with me this morning, Before the new wine comes the crushing. Comes the crushing. Yeah. That is the process. The bruising and the crushing may appear to create loss. But God says he releases a new flow, a new anointing, an expanded purpose, setting the stage Oh hallelujah. It is designed to produce a tidal wave. A tidal wave. My next message will be about that.
keep the cluster. Don't run from the crushing. Squeeze me out, God. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, bless that grave right there that's part of this whole thing. See, it's not my voice, it's your voice we want to hear. It's not my gift, it's your gifts. Yeah. Hallelujah. You have a powerful anointing as an individual, but it can be more powerful when it's joined together with other grapes. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a praise today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. One can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. I mean, the multiplication just increases by tens of thousands. Hallelujah. Because when we keep the cluster, go with God. Hallelujah. Because He is going. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, and God bless.